Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle with Treble Health, and today I'm going to be reviewing somatic or somatosensory tinnitus. Oftentimes, I work with patients who ask, how do I know if I have somatic tinnitus? Because sometimes if I turn my head a certain way or move my jaw in this manner, my tinnitus does seem to get louder or softer or change pitch. So those are the questions that I'm going to help answer in this video. In order to figure out whether or not you have somatic tinnitus, we first have to define somatic tinnitus so you can see if this seems to relate to what you're perceiving. So we know tinnitus to be the perception of a sound that does not actually come from an external sound source. And somatic tinnitus is a little bit different in that the perception of tinnitus seems to change or be modulated by activation or pressure on different parts of our body. Typically, it's the head, neck, or jaw, but it can also be activated by movement of our eyes or limbs. There are some diseases and disorders that are known to be accompanied by somatic tinnitus. Some of those include temporomandibular joint disorder, cervical spine disorder, Paget's disease, as well as restless leg syndrome. So if you know that you have one of these conditions and you also have somatic tinnitus, that might be the underlying cause. One of the more common causes of somatic tinnitus is the result of muscle spasms in the sternocleidomastoid muscle. The sternocleidomastoid muscle is the muscle that helps us to rotate our head and neck from side to side. It kind of starts at the level of the ear, and as we turn, it's this muscle here that you can see contracting, and this one here. And sometimes as we do movements that cause a rotation of the sternocleidomastoid muscle or an activation of it, we may start to perceive changes to tinnitus. So it could be something as simple as rolling over in bed, bending over, rotating to the side after hearing something. So any kind of movement to the sternocleidomastoid muscle for some individuals can bring about somatic tinnitus. What's interesting is that the somatic tinnitus doesn't necessarily have to arise with the motion, it may actually occur several hours after the muscle spasm has taken place. It seems really odd that certain physical movements can elicit perceptions of tinnitus, but in fact, it makes a lot more sense when you have a better understanding of the auditory pathways, as well as some of the pathways of the somatosensory system. Oftentimes people wonder, how is it possible that movements of my head, neck, or jaw actually bring about changes to my tinnitus or bring about tinnitus altogether. And the reason lies in that there is this portion at the base of our brain called the dorsal cochlear nucleus. And this is the level at which inputs from both our auditory system and our somatosensory system start to make contact. The dorsal cochlear nucleus is the most important region in the brainstem to start to send auditory signals up to our auditory cortex. It gets that information from our cochlea from the hair cells within our cochlea, but it also receives information from eye movements as well as from different muscles. And that information all gets relayed up to our brain where it gets processed. So it processes both information from sounds, 
muscle and eye movements. And that's how it kind of all comes together for the perception of somatic tinnitus. The dorsal cochlear nucleus itself can also receive damage from noise trauma or physical trauma like whiplash. And it's believed that damage to the dorsal cochlear nucleus is what may set off the initial perception of somatic tinnitus. A lot of researchers believe that the perception of tinnitus really starts at the level of the dorsal cochlear nucleus. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that there are many individuals who have had their auditory nerve severed, and yet they have this portion of their auditory system still intact, and they will continue to perceive tinnitus even after the information from the cochlea is no longer able to reach the level of the brain. And this is often why you'll hear that people say tinnitus is a condition of the brain much more than it is a condition of the ear. But has to do with the auditory system and how signals are being sent from the level of the cochlea all the way up to the brain. And there's so many different stopping points that can be the resulting cause of one's tinnitus. But we do think that the level of the dorsal cochlear nucleus is the primary source at which somatic tinnitus starts to develop. So how can I know whether or not I really have somatic tinnitus now that I understand a little bit more of what it is? Typically, somatic tinnitus will occur in just one ear and it happens daily, it seems to be intermittent, the volume of your tinnitus or the pitch of your tinnitus tends to fluctuate greatly, and you don't generally have any hearing loss, but you may actually have head, neck, or dental injuries or insults. You may also actually perceive that the tinnitus tends to change location. So sometimes it may feel as though it's emanating from one ear, but other times it may start to feel as though it's emanating from the back of your head. So changes not only to the volume or the pitch, but also to the location of it may be an indicator that you are having somatic tinnitus versus non-somatic tinnitus. There's a growing body of literature and research regarding somatic maneuvers and manipulations because there are a lot of individuals who would like to come up with an actual objective test battery that helps one be able to identify somatic tinnitus versus non-somatic tinnitus. The modulation of tinnitus due to somatic movements and maneuvers is well documented, but there hasn't been a test battery that has been developed to be used to formally identify individuals with somatic tinnitus. But again, there's a lot of research that supports specific somatic maneuvers that are able to be used to help detect whether or not someone has somatic tinnitus. And the hope is that by developing and using these somatic maneuvers, if you can identify what specifically is causing changes to one's tinnitus, then you may be able to actually find the treatment for the tinnitus. Modulation of tinnitus occurs by applying pressure or causing movements to different parts of one's body. And those movements are usually held for a few seconds so that the individual can be able to detect whether or not there are any changes to their volume or pitch. If they note a change to their tinnitus, then they are allowed a few seconds to be able to return back to their baseline before additional somatic maneuvers are performed. I'm gonna review some of the somatic maneuvers that you can try for the different parts of your body that may be the underlying cause for your somatic tinnitus or to help you identify whether or not you do have somatic tinnitus. So we'll start with the jaw. One of the things that you can do to see if you have somatic tinnitus related to the jaw is clench your teeth, hold down for a few seconds. You can also try sliding your jaw to the left, to the right, 
holding each position for a few seconds. You can also try protruding your jaw outwards in a more relaxed manner and then applying more pressure and force to see if when you do that, there's any changes to your tinnitus. And then of course, when you retract your jaw and try to put it either in a position again, that's a little bit more retracted than normal and then back to normal to see whether or not there are any changes to your tinnitus with these jaw movements. In regards to head and neck movements, there's a laundry list of things that you can try. Some of those movements include turning your head, again, with and without pressure, meaning you're straining to turn your head as much as you can to one side, or just slightly turning your head. You can also apply pressure to different parts of your body. So for example, you may try to apply pressure to this portion of your head, or to this portion of your neck. You may flex your neck in different directions. And if you hold those positions for a few seconds and you notice a change to the volume or pitch of your tinnitus, then that may indicate again that you have somatic tinnitus. If you don't notice any changes, then it is probably unlikely that you have somatic tinnitus. This is a short break from today's video to announce the Tinnitus Guide by Treble Health. Do you wanna learn about the newest tinnitus treatments and management tips? Click the link in the description of this video to get your free copy of the Tinnitus Guide by Treble Health. You can also see whether or not your tinnitus is the result of eye movements. So you may move your eyes horizontally, vertically, or diagonally. And again, remember to hold each position for a few seconds to see if you notice any changes to your tinnitus. You can also see if your limbs are the cause of your tinnitus. So you can do different types of movements to your shoulders, again, moving them in different directions, applying pressure as you're trying to move your shoulder in a direction. You can also do this to your hip. So with different hip movements and rotations, determine whether or not you notice a change to your tinnitus. Some researchers found that they were able to modulate the tinnitus of individuals who had known temporomandibular joint disorders to a much greater degree than individuals who did not have temporomandibular joint disorder. But there was still a percentage of individuals without TMJ or TMD who did notice that their tinnitus seemed to change as a result of the somatic movements. Other research has found that individuals with somatic tinnitus tend to have a higher prevalence of somatic disorders like cervical spine conditions or issues or temporomandibular joint disorders. So again, the presence of somatic tinnitus tends to be quite high in individuals who have somatic disorders. But again, a lot of researchers have found that they have been able to modulate tinnitus via somatic maneuvers for individuals who do not have somatic disorders or conditions. In one really interesting study, over 60% of individuals who did not report having tinnitus after having somatic maneuvers done reported hearing a sound that was tinnitus-like. So again, it means that some of these maneuvers might bring about tinnitus, but again, some of these maneuvers may be the indication of somatic tinnitus. It's really hard to identify which it is, but I think it also helps to support the fact that the perception of tinnitus is much more normal and common than we actually think when we're experiencing it ourselves. And in many ways, it's almost a part of our normal human experience. There are so many different somatic maneuvers too. So I think that future research needs to try to identify whether there are specific maneuvers that have a higher rate of being able to diagnose and accurately define individuals who have somatic tinnitus 
versus individuals who do not. So I do again think that these somatic maneuvers are a good avenue to look at to identify whether or not you feel like your tinnitus might be caused by physical movements of either your head, neck, jaw, eyes, or limbs. But you can't necessarily use somatic maneuvers as an absolute diagnostic tool for determining whether or not your tinnitus is somatic or not somatic. If you still really think that your tinnitus is somatic, then what are some of the treatments for somatic tinnitus? Many of the treatments for somatic tinnitus are dependent on what part of the body seems to be causing your somatic tinnitus. So for example, if it tends to be dental, then you may look at mouth guards, you might be looking at orthodontia, you might be looking at Botox in the jaw, you may be looking at exercises to help alleviate some of the tension and stress on your mandible. If your somatic tinnitus is more related to the head or the neck and the spine, then you may again be looking at different types of physical treatments like working with a physical therapist to help strengthen certain muscles and reduce some of the tension and stress that other muscle groups are holding that might be related to the perception of tinnitus. And I can't stress enough the importance of having a full medical workup because again, with somatic tinnitus, there is a physical component and we want to make sure that we're ruling out any diseases or disorders that might be the underlying cause. And to do that, you have to go to have a medical workup. Your physician will evaluate, maybe send you to different types of tests to determine whether or not there's any disease processes that are happening. And once that's done, then you can try to identify, well, what am I going to do? Is it physical therapy? Is it some kind of device like a night guard that I need to use to help alleviate some of the jaw tension and pressure or teeth grinding that I'm doing at night. You may also look at different type of massage therapy. There's a lot of different things that help to change the way that some of these muscle groups are working to help improve tinnitus. One study that was evaluating cervical somatic tinnitus found that individuals who received a multimodal therapy of manual therapy, exercise therapy, and at-home exercises to complete improve the overall perception of their tinnitus. And so it shows that there's different things that one can do to try to treat the area of the body that is the underlying cause for somatic tinnitus. But of course, it's helpful to be able to do somatic maneuvers that help to identify what part of my body is the reason for my somatic tinnitus. And so by doing that, then you can start to see improvements to your tinnitus by helping to tackle and use tools that will directly affect and improve some of the disorders or diseases or stresses or issues that that region of your body is experiencing. Another study looked at individuals who had temporal mandibular joint disorders, and these individuals underwent a therapy plan for nine weeks that include facial exercises, physical therapy, lifestyle guidance or counseling, and after the treatment, the individuals reported that their tinnitus did improve. Their overall perception changed within that nine-week span. So it's really optimistic to see that you can actually do things within a short amount of time that have a real impact on tinnitus. If you do have somatic tinnitus and you are able to identify which part of your body is causing that somatic tinnitus. Two other treatment options that aren't as common but have been shown to improve somatic tinnitus for some individuals include biofeedback as well as transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation or TENS. Biofeedback involves 
being connected to a computer that helps you understand how you're moving and contracting different muscle groups. So it helps build up control so you can start to change the way your muscles are responding in different situations. And if you can identify which muscle groups are causing your tinnitus to increase, then you can start to identify ways to decrease that stimulation by controlling those muscle groups more. In transcontaneous electrical nerve stimulation or TENS, there are electrodes that are actually applied to the skin that help to change the responses at the level of the dorsal cochlear nucleus. Again, this is a little bit more invasive than some of the other treatment options and a little bit more experimental, but the research has been promising for some individuals who have undergone this TENS treatment plan who have been identified as having somatic tinnitus. What's really interesting is that, again, in the research review that I did, counseling as well as sound therapy were commonly described as part of the therapy plan for individuals with somatic tinnitus. So it's certainly not something to overlook. I think understanding more about what's going on with your body and how that relates to what's happening at the level of the brain makes a world of difference in feeling more in control of tinnitus or anything else that you're experiencing. And the use of sound therapy naturally helps take some of the edge off of tinnitus. Again, I think that alongside with some of the physical maneuvers that you can do to help improve some of the issues in the different parts of your body are one of the best ways of treating somatic tinnitus. So what I want you to take home from this video is that somatic tinnitus is real and it is something that you can manage and trying to identify what part of your body is causing your somatic tinnitus is one of the more important steps to take because with that information, you can try to figure out what tools and techniques will help improve your tinnitus. And again, your tinnitus can certainly improve. If you yourself know that you have somatic tinnitus and you have found a way to improve it, please comment below. If you haven't already subscribed to our channel, please hit the subscribe button and we look forward to having you join us on other videos. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.